will fix you. Hello there, and welcome to We Will Fix You, only podcast that you can recycle in both the blue and the green bin. And uh, kind of upcycle rather than recycle this evening, your questions will be answered by um, myself, Roger Hart, uh, Paul Hollywood stunt udders, part-time, Mr. Dave Convery, the unsuccessful second copy editor of the Voynich Manuscript, and H.J. Doom, who, uh, who I'm reliably informed is like a bodyguard, but for hams. Good evening. Hello. If, if you would like our fixing talents to be applied to your quandaries, you can, of course, write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com, or we have a little web form at our online home at hauntedphonograph.com. It's, uh, it's usually at the bottom of the, uh, of the posts or floating on the side, depending on something, something, media queries, something, something, CSS, Christ, I don't care. I care somewhat more about this week's question. It's a short one, but a piquant one. I've used a toilet cubicle after a colleague a few times, and each time the seat and floor have pee on them. How do I raise this with her and stop her making such a mess? Ugh. All right, well, a few years ago at a software company I was working for, we were vexed by a phantom pooper. I'm told this is actually more common than you'd think, but it was terrifying to me at the time. Told by me. Yes, by, by you, who worked at a previous company with a phantom pooper and that company with a phantom pooper and... Crucially, it wasn't me. Of course. The, the CEO at the time, um, who, who was not one to mince words, let's, let's call it that, um, ha- his solution was to send around an email to the entire organisation that said, please do not shit on the floor, and included a crudely drawn diagram of exactly where you should poop. It also had a good deal of passive-aggressive offers of medical help should this be a genuine debilitating condition. The man was a weird dude. However... The pure untrammeled glory of this moment, the perfection of the anti-floor-shitting email, was that it singled nobody out. Someone had left the floor comprehensively beshat, and now everyone in the company knew. No finger-wagging, no difficult conversations, no one has to talk to HR, just an all-hands email saying, don't shit on the floor. Plus, it created kind of a workplace mythos, a little bit of excitement, and that's always good for company bonding. So you could try this, especially if you are, in fact, the CEO of your organization and nobody can stop you or fire you for it, for for sending this fucking weird email with the little poop cartoon. A single email to to the org announcing that someone has used the cubicle like they lost control of a bottle rocket and, and it really isn't on. It might work. It might work. Alternately, it might leave you as the one having the difficult conversation with HR because you emailed the whole company about piss, um, and the person who is presumably still in there spraying and doing cartwheels is is getting off scot-free. So it's a bit of a risky gambit. It doesn't make it a bad one, though. It's, it's a good approach. It gets you out of the difficult conversation and raises the general awareness of toilet etiquette. It's win-win. So you need to make sure that the email is just as anonymous and untraceable as that fat turd on the toilet floor in my old office. Do you have access to any shared internal inboxes? Maybe a customer service one or or an email account for monitoring something or responding to things? If so, you could simply send your tinkle admonishment from there. 
Failing that, you will need to set up an email account. Gmail would do, but I'd recommend registering a domain that at first glance looks a bit like your corporate account. Maybe with a slight misspelling or one of those spammer style ones where the actual company name is the subdomain of something else that seems innocuous. Um, maybe make up a plausibly real sounding name for someone who doesn't work there to send it from, or just go with HR at whatever you come up with. Compose a reasonably distraught email about the state of the toilets, BCC the entire company, hit send. Boom, myth of the piss goblin. Now, from an external account, unfortunately, you, you may well hit your organization's spam filters and see a poor delivery rate. So I really do recommend hijacking a shared mailbox or a colleague's unattended computer. That's always a good one. There, there's a bunch of other optimizations you could make for email deliverability, but it's boring as all fuck and usually involves DNS settings you may not have access to. Um, also, I literally charge people for that advice and I'm not doing it for free here. So as I say, Gmail will do in a pinch. Um, the rest is really up to you. You, um, you could craft a calm, we're just disappointed style ticking off. You could draw a crude cartoon about not splashing hither and thither. The world is your piss-slicked oyster. Mr. Convery. So, to me at least, my colleagues might differ, but to me it is obvious that your colleague is sent marking. With the frankly irresponsible release of the film Cats, I'm afraid this aberrant behaviour is only going to become more common as more and more people learn to fear the horrifying homo felis and will take to marking their territory with potent primate urine to keep the blank-eyed, tap-dancing beasts away. It's the most natural thing in the world, albeit somewhat unhygienic in an office scenario. Now you might say, Dave, this simply isn't true, or it would have happened with the release of Val Luton and Jacques Tourneur's 1942 classic Cat People, or its 1982 remake. One thing, it was slightly ambiguous as to whether the cat people were actually cat people in the original film. And what you also haven't taken into account is that it did happen actually and that the CIA covered it up. Why do you think Thundercats is the one childhood property that has never successfully been turned into a massively expensive film that leaves you more aware of the crushing weight of mortality than before you went into the cinema? Do you really think James Cameron is just taking his time with the Avatar sequels, really working on that technology that'll let him fully realise his vision of blue alien fuckcats? Oh, you sweet summer child, no. He's in the back of a van getting his ankles fully miseried by, the bunch, by a bunch of beefy men in nondescript suits. Every couple of years, weirdly sexual cats re-enter our culture, and every few years, the very fabric of society is drenched, drenched in hot hominid urine. As the owner of a cat, uh, the original sort, the small one with that doesn't have a B-list actor's face eerily sliding around the front of where their skull should be, as a cat owner, I know that you can't really stop a cat's behaviour, you can only redirect it. So that's, that's what we're going to do here. But first of all, we need a little bit more data on how to handle this effectively. Specifically, I'm afraid to say, we need to find out how they pee in such a way that gets it everywhere and find ways to accommodate that, make them comfortable, make them more likely to change where they do it. You have mentioned that the, 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 the person committing this atrocity 
uh, is female. I have a different configuration of downstairs parts, but I can probably extrapolate a little bit here from physics, a basic graph of biology, and the fact that most people manage to pee while sitting over a big echoey hole made specifically for their pee to go in. So first of all, there's not a lot of room in a toilet cubicle. So if they are managing to spray it everywhere without getting it on themselves, we can reasonably assume that they are taking precautions to do so. So, first thing to look for, are they covered in piss? Fucking Hercule Poirot here. Do they smell strongly of piss? If no, we can assume that they are not freestyling it. If they do, it's probably more of an issue for your HR department than for us. Next, get a good look at their calves. Are they suspiciously overdeveloped? If so, this person is squatting a lot. A lot. Now, you've not mentioned that there's any pee on the cubicle door, and I really feel like you would have mentioned it if it was the case. So we can assume that they are squatting with the pertinent parts pointing downwards, the standard position for seated urination, albeit over a foot higher than you would usually attempt it from. This seems like the most unlikely scenario to me, but you are going to want to check that they are not peeing in advance, taking it in the squirt bottle and just firing it around where they choose, just in case. So now we've gathered all of the data, how they feel comfortable peeing, squatting above the, <laughs> squatting above the seat, swaying unsteadily on their swollen calves, both fists raised in the air in a silent scream at the god that would allow these things to happen. Well, now we can start luring them away. When I had to train my cat to move to a new litter box, uh, specifically because the original litter box was behind where we're recording this and it doesn't really add to the ambience, the only way that it worked was to buy another identical litter box and then start leaving the two of them further and further apart. Uh, so I really hope you've got a ton of space in your office and a circular saw because you need to build a decoy stall. Yes, it's impractical, but I can assure you it's only slightly more impractical than slowly shuffling two boxes full of turds around your house to satisfy the whims of a tiny furry demon. So get building. Put it on locking casters and you can shuffle it around easily enough. And thanks to your colleagues' proclivities, telling if it's been used should be no problem at all. Gradually, you can move it further and further towards the edge of the office and hopefully outside. Your colleague can uh, vent their frustrations, as it were, and the rest of you can express your relief in a comfortably dry environment. We all know about the Charles Mingus thing, right? Training a cat to use a human toilet. Mm. Oh, yeah. He wrote a book or a, a sturdy pamphlet. He was a pamphlet. He also wrote a book. Um, but that's, that's mostly about all the prostitutes he had sex with. It's always a difficult business broaching an uncomfortable topic with a colleague. Some people, mostly foreigners and the mentally ill, can simply take a person aside and whisper to them discreetly that they're not leaving the toilet in a state they themselves would wish to find it. Now, if an ordinary English person were to attempt such a conversation, there's a fair chance that both parties would spontaneously combust from the acute embarrassment brought on by such directness. I once had a friend who was splendid in almost all ways except one, when I would encounter her casually in the street and greet her with a traditional, how's it going? Instead of saying, fine, can't complain, or, you know, the usual, she would actually tell me how it was going, often in some detail. 
There were many reasons why I moved to another town shortly afterwards, but I'd be lying if I said that wasn't the most emotionally satisfying one. Reason tells me that I must have had conversations, quite frank conversations, with my parents when I was small about the niceties of pissing and shitting technique, but my memory is thankfully silent on the matter. All this is a roundabout way of saying that what I'm going to propose may seem like a lot of effort, but compared to the horror of actually confronting someone directly, I still think it counts as the easy way. What we're going to do is harness the healing power of mindfulness, guided meditation and hypnosis. The hard bit will be getting your colleague to listen to the specific piece of guided meditation hypnosis that I am very thoughtfully going to provide at the end of this fix. Ultimately, you're going to be best placed to decide whether a few subtle hints of direct appeal to their vanity or a few drops of sodium pentothal in their coffee is going to be the easiest way to convince them to take up guided meditation. If all else fails, get someone in senior management on board with the idea. That's usually quite straightforward. Senior management get the raging horn at the thought of getting their employees to dance to a new and entirely arbitrary tune, especially if it sounds trendy in some way. Once she's involved in guided meditation, uh, however casually, whether yeah, enthusiastically, grudgingly, or as a mandatory part of her workday, all you need to do is simply slip her the following scientific recording, which will use hypnosis to gently let her know that piss should be confined to the toilet bowl in all but the most consensual of circumstances. Welcome to Hieronymus J. Doom's Relaxing Mind Spa. We're going to be engaging in a guided meditation which should relax and gently palpate your brain meat, filling the sausage skin of your mind with the wholesome ground pig carcass of mindfulness. Let's begin by imagining yourself on a beach. Imagine the warm sand cupping your buttocks like a very large and soft pair of hands. Imagine the wind gently licking your face like a St Bernard made out of air. Listen to the tide going in and out, coming in and going out. The sun is shining brightly, like a giant constantly exploding bomb in the sky. You can feel the warmth on your face. Relax. Sink deeper into the sand, like a family saloon sinking into a huge plate of warm beans. I'm going to count down from five, and when I hit one, you will be asleep. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, I want you to imagine you are in a toilet cubicle at work. Look at how clean everything is. Look at what a nice job the cleaners have done. The faucets are gleaming chrome, the floor is freshly mopped. The porcelain toilet bowl has been scrubbed until 
it shines. What a lovely toilet. What the shitting fuck is wrong with you? Why do you piss all over the seat and the floor every goddamn time? Are you some kind of fucking animal marking your territory? Are you practicing for some urine-based circus act? Do you simply not notice that you're spraying piss all over the fucking shop? Your employers have generously provided an appropriate receptacle for bodily waste. The least you can do is confine your emissions to the fucking bowl. You fucking waste of space. Show a bit of basic respect for your co-workers. Stop leaving the toilet looking like a goddamn shower cubicle. Sort it out. You had better fucking sort it out. Or I'll come round to your house and piss through your letterbox to see how you fucking like it. Now I'm going to count to five and when I reach five you will awake relaxed, refreshed and able to use the toilet like a normal, civilised human being. One, two, three, four, And, uh, and if you would like, uh, if you would like us to guide your meditations, um, why not? Uh, why not drop us a line at we will fix you show at gmail.com or on our web form, which you can find at hauntedphonograph.com, our home, along with a few other podcasts, some of which one day we might actually get around to recording. It's meaningfully anonymous, which means that you can submit a question just like this, and we've got no fucking idea who did it. Very much like you. I mean, I think they know who the piss they is. They know who that's, did it. That's, yeah, that's no. kind of the problem. I'll but we won't know. So if you want to metaphorically, please metaphorically, piss all over our inboxes, there is there is indeed a web form. I think I if they want to do it, literally, Google security is going to get to them a long time before they achieve anything. Oh, true. You're not getting into the server room. Not with a full bladder and a gleam in your eye. Let myself down. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit.
you have a question that's not related to lots and lots of piss, please get in touch.